afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. Oh my goodness, it's March the 31st, 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could make uh, make it to the show here today. Got another great show lined up for you as always. A little later than, uh, than usual, uh, I went over to the house, wrote the podcast all up, went over to the house at 3 to, uh, to help with uh, putting up the HVAC unit on the wall, and that was a gong show, and so we're a little bit, we're a little bit later today than intended, but we're here. We're making the magic happen live just for you. If it's your first time here, welcome. Thank you for giving us a shot. If you're listening to us or watching us live or checking us out on YouTube, bless you. Talking about video games, movies, and television, and everything in between. All while looking decrepit and older as the days go on. For your entertainment. Mr. Maxis Black, before we get started, I have to ask a very important question. How was your week? Uh, it's, it's been another week, man. It's been another week. Well, That's pretty well, you much know, it. Nothing wrong with another week. Nothing no. wrong with another week. Um, I I guess I had the same thing. Whoop! Tell me I didn't stop something. No, okay, good. I put the same thing. Another week working at the house. Uh, and like I just said, we finally got the HVAC up on the wall. Dad, uh, Dad got the painting in that room finished uh, this week uh, earlier, and so uh, that allowed us to hang the HVAC unit up on the wall, which will in turn allow us to just run hose to it now. And, um, and that's pretty much it. I think, I think all of the holes have already been put through all the walls except for the exterior. And so, um, not to jinx it, but theoretically it should be a relatively smooth completion of the HVAC installation. But again, you never know until you're in the thick of it. You never know what could, what could happen. Um... So there you go. So yeah, we did that, and, uh, oh, I've just been drywalling. I literally, yesterday I came home, I looked like I dove in a mountain of cocaine. Just head to toe, fucking white hair, white glasses, couldn't see shit out of my glasses anymore, just coated in gyprock dust, uh, but, uh, but we've been, you know, making some good progress. It's just so much, so much mud on the ceiling where the walls used to be to try and uh, get it to be relatively even before I, we can start feathering it out into the rest of the ceiling, and it just takes forever to dry. Like, you're putting, like, a quarter of an inch of fucking gyprock, uh, mud on the wall. You know, you, you can't just sand that bitch and, like, two hours later. You gotta basically just walk away for 24 hours and come back when it's, when it's dry. So it's been taking, you know, taking a little extra time, but it's one of those things. It's like, you either take your time and you do it and you see little to no lines in your ceiling, or you rush that shit, and you hate yourself for the rest of your fucking adult life because every time you walk into the house, you see the stupid fucking ceiling seam uh, whenever you walk in. So we're trying to avoid that as best we can. Uh, other than that, yeah, that was pretty much it. We're, we're, uh, we're, we are coming along quite a b- uh, ways. I think we're on bucket number five. Those big five-gallon or whatever gyprock buckets. So much of it just goes into, like, if you have, like, a an end of a wall where you've got, you know, your corner bead... And you've got to flatten it to the corner bead. You like half a fucking bucket just goes into the stupid end of the wall. Like there's, you can't skim coat that shit. Uh, and so we've blasted through lots, but it's been quite a learning experience. I'm getting slightly better as time goes on. I've been trying to practice 
where shit's going to be hidden, like behind cabinets or behind the refrigerator. Like, all right, let's warm up over here and then out in the living room. I got to where I have to actually be good. Hopefully it will be uh, a little bit better. But all the same, the house is coming along well uh, and uh, getting closer and closer. I can smell it. But in the meanwhile, where's my garbage can? Uh, in the meanwhile, um, I went back to streaming on uh, in the evenings. Just getting in like three hours, four hours uh, in here and there because uh, dad and I talked about it. We're like, man, if, if everything were to line up, which it won't because it's a house, we might be done the end of April. But the more likely scenario is end of May. And so um, I was like, man, if I don't at least have a presence on my live stream, if I've got that will be like five fucking months of not having streamed, I need to, I need to do something, anything to keep this bitch alive. We need to give it mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. So, uh, but I also knew I couldn't stand up at the desk, so I hooked up everything for the TV. I, I, I kind of, like, slung together a, a stream layout, and, and, uh, and, uh, we've been playing Skyrim on the PS5, completely unmodded stock Skyrim special edition. Uh, on, uh, on the PS5, but, you know, it's, it's, it's doing its purpose, it's getting, it's getting me live, it's making sure people know I haven't died, because not everyone follows you on social media in the Twitch world, right, they're not, they're not all on your Discord, they're not all following you on Twitter or Instagram or wherever the fuck else, so, some people are like, oh my god, I haven't seen you in, like, three months, <laughs> you mean, like, active everywhere but Twitch, and so... I don't, maybe I should make more use of, uh, I don't know if you do, but I know some streamers do, um, like the Twitch, Twitch technically has like a feed that you can post to, and I never think to fucking post to it, like it's only, it's not like, it's more or less like your own message board, where you can send it out and your followers are technically supposed to be able to, you know, to see that shit, similar to what YouTube has, I guess, I never think to fucking use it, maybe I should start doing that, because a lot of people literally thought that I had like, got hit by a bus, or, or fucking eaten by a bear, or something, as to why I wasn't there for three months. But there you go. Yeah, it's like YouTube has no feed, no one uses it. Some people do! And you know what? I bet you it's smart. And if I was smart, I would use it too. But that's it. That's all, that's all there is to it, which means it's time to hop directly into some video game news. First up, Mr. Black, mm. not that it's a shocker to anyone, but E3 2022? Gone. See you bye. Yep. Cancelled. Confirmed as of only about 20 or 30 minutes ago, I guess, or within the last hour. Uh, we had that pop up. And, uh, and so, uh, there you have it. There's your official. The E3 of this year is gone, which means Jeff Keighley once again. It's a W for Jeff Keighley. Summer Games Fest is going to be the only major uh, event for, uh, for, for that kind of a deal. Uh, and that was also confirmed, of course, because they always take advantage every time E3 mentions something... Negative. Here comes Summer Game Fest. Hey, confirmed for June. We'll see you. Th- <laughs> we'll see you then. And so we got our uh, our confirmation for a June launch for uh, Summer Game Fest. Uh, past that, proving that Kira Knightley isn't the only one with great legs. And let's be honest, Kira Knightley, fantastic legs, Mister Black. Rockstar is back at it with extending the life of GTA Five with some more monetization. They can't let that bitch die, mostly because it's one of the most played video games on Earth like a decade after release. This is the game that never ends. Goes on and on, my friends. And they're introducing what's called GTA Plus, further proving that nobody in marketing anywhere can come up with anything original and have to just add a fucking plus to the end of something for a subscription service. 
Here we are with GTA Plus. For six bucks a month, that's US dollars, so $600 Canadian. Each month you get a couple of perks. If I scroll down here, I'll be able to let you know what that is. All right, so this is specifically the GTA Online uh, deal, right? So you get $500,000 in game money delivered automatically to your Maze bank account each month. Now, I don't play GTA Online, but I did read that somebody said that's basically the equivalent of giving somebody food stamps. So, you know, it's something, but it's not really anything that you would be like, oh man, if I spend six bucks, I'm going to get so much money. The Prince, the, the, the Princep, the Princep something Divest 8, which sounds like, I don't know, a car of some kind. Uh, plus the HSW Orange Trip and HSW CMYK Glitch Libraries for, uh, for the, uh, uh, said vehicles, I guess. The auto shop located in La Mesa, currently auto shop owners can relocate, or current auto shop owners can relocate at no additional cost. Waived LS car meet membership fees, current LS car meet members with GTA Plus will be reimbursed with GTA 50K during this event period. Yacht owners can upgrade to the Aquarius Super Yacht at no additional cost. What? I feel like I'm reading the the patch notes for Second Life in like 2004 or some shit. This shit's fucking wild. Uh, the Goosey Frog Tea. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce that at this point. They're just making up words, Jeff. I don't know what these are. And Broker Prolapse Basketball Top and Shorts automatically added to your wardrobe. The Conveyor Library for the Mammoth Avenger HVY APC and the TMO2 uh, Kanjali. Again, they're just making words up at this point. Uh, a selection of free paints and emblems for the auto shop, three times the, uh, or 3x GTA, I don't know if that's three times or three of an amount, of GTA dollar and RP on Howe's Special Works Race Series, and two times car meetup rep on the Street Race Series. Um, so that's for six bucks a month, I guess. I, that, none of that means anything to me, but what it tells me at the very least, is that if they're coming out with a service like this this deep into Grand Theft Auto Online's life, clearly that game is still massive. And we're seeing, if you look at their player numbers and stuff, like their concurrent numbers are huge. Like well north of 100,000 people playing that shit concurrently at almost any given time, or at least during peaks, which outpaces the vast majority of every other fucking video game on the market, uh, which is very impressive. I don't because it's like for me, like in other games we've talked about in the past, sometimes you don't re- realize how big some things are because if we're not seeing them live streamed and on Twitch, GTA Online isn't necessarily the thing that pushes Grand Theft Auto. It's the RP community that pushes. Uh, GTA up the list uh, on Twitch. I st- I sometimes forget that GTA Online is just fucking massive uh, and continues to be so. So if people are wondering why GTA 6 didn't come out like two years after GTA 5, now you know. I would love to know how much money they're making off of that game, bro. I need to know. A lot. <laughs> Sev- several dollars. There's absolutely no crossover between the GTA Online and the RP stuff, right? Beyond, like, just the assets that the server guys are using for the actual servers, uh, like, themselves? Or, like, is there, there's no crossover uh, well, in that, there's is there? online, there's online, there's a shit ton of online servers. I mean, RP is an online server. It's just, it's just role-played. You know, there's a bunch of servers that you can join. There's a big directory. 
You mm. can join random ass servers that have different roles or different things. Some of them are role play. Some of them aren't. Some of them are racing only. Some of them are, you know, they, they've got, they got it for everything. So. Right. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, for those of you out there, there you have it. GTA Plus. Another subscription to add to your credit card. And forget that you have five years from now. And uh, just give them money for free for long periods of time. Uh, Amazon Game Studios, after struggling to produce any successful games for nearly a decade, and sometimes I forget that Amazon Game Studios has been around for nearly a decade, uh, they have finally seen its boss, Mike Frazzini, stepping down. Reportedly, Frazzini has been cited uh, by many people internally, and I don't think it's just the developers themselves, uh, as the main source of why Amazon Game Studios has struggled to make games thus far with uh, or successful games thus far with only Lost Ark local uh, Lost Ark's localization seemingly locking in any real success, which is kind of damning if you think about it. You know, the uh, Lost Ark isn't even their game; they just localized that shit for North America, and that's their biggest hit. Because the one before, what was it? The uh, MMO uh, lo- uh, Lost World or some fucking thing i can't remember what it was it was big on twitch for four minutes uh and then it disappeared uh but uh, that was like their closest previous to the to uh, the localization new world that's it uh and uh and that and that tanked bad like that died in like the first three weeks so um i can't remember for sure but i want to say when mike rosini was originally put in place there there was skepticism because he was seen as more of a suit than somebody that actually was particularly invested in or uh, was interested in the game's business beyond just being placed there. And it was like a paycheck. Uh, and so I guess that would line up with maybe perhaps why it hasn't, you know, when your leader isn't really in it, you're not going to necessarily always produce good stuff. But 10 years without production, it's a miracle his ass wasn't fired earlier. That is a lot of leeway. I don't know who he's friends with, but holy shit, can you imagine sucking ass at your job for a decade and finally getting a golden parachute on the way out? Like, that is some deep friends right there, rolling hard for you, covering your ass for a long time. But there you go. So we'll see who gets... I I, I don't think there's been any suggestions as to who would replace uh, this guy, but uh, but hopefully somebody that knows what they're doing. Otherwise, that studio is basically just there to burn money. Since pledging support, uh, pledging to support Ukraine with funds earned directly uh, via real money purchases on Fortnite between March 20th and April 3rd, Fortnite has, uh, as of I think a couple days ago, the 27th or 28th, have uh, already raised over $70 million, which is pretty fucking good. $70 million is more than some countries have dedicated to the cause to, <laughs> to Ukraine. Uh, and I think that's just the power and the size, the magnitude of Fortnite. Uh, just gives you a perspective as to, to how big that game really is. And so, uh, you know, good on them for, uh, for I guess, uh, getting involved. It's, it's not common for corporations, especially something that's not, that's so far removed from, you know, or, or at least from a public's perspective from uh, a geopolitical fucking situation like this to actually take a side. Even if it seems really easy to pick a side, it's rare, which is why you're not seeing every company on earth do exactly the same thing you're seeing here. You're just seeing uh, certain companies getting involved uh, to this degree. So, you know, props to them for, uh, for, for getting involved and, and uh, at least picking, you know, picking something to get behind. Also in Fortnite news, and I'm sure you've seen this, uh, and if anything like my stream, you've been asked if you're ever going to play it, Fortnite also introduced Zero Build, 
which is Fortnite with no building, as the name would imply. Uh, getting rid of the function that uh, old people like me stepped away from the game because I just literally cannot build structures as fast as 13-year-olds. I just can't do it. My brain ain't in it. You're watching these kids on a cell phone building like a fucking skyscraper in 0.2 seconds while engaging in a firefight, and that's on a cell phone. I can't do that shit with a keyboard and mouse. So I just bowed out and said, you know what? It's for the kids. <laughs> they can have their Travis Scott concerts in their fucking Fortnite building. I'm going to go play Warzone to be salty about it. Uh, but yeah, they got rid of the building. And it has been, uh, I mean, on my timeline anyway, and everything I've read, vast majority positive uh, about, the, uh, about it. Now, obviously there are people, because they right now don't have the standard mode, they just have this no building mode, Obviously, there's still a great number of people that want to see the standard mode come back, and I'm certain that it will return. It's just that they're doing this. And I'm, I'm, on one hand, I'm kind of surprised they're doing it. On the other hand, I'm kind of thinking, I'm surprised that it didn't happen sooner, uh, since so many people have been requesting this for a long time. Because uh, so much of Fortnite's mechanics are, are so damn good that if you got rid of the building for the accessibility part... You know, a lot of people would hop in. And that's probably what they're testing right now. How many people can we get to come back and play Fortnite with no building? Would it, I, know, I know you're only just dipping your toes in Elden Ring because you don't really play games outside of RP right now. But if you were, if you were uh, a younger Mr. Black that was a little bit more exploratory in his streaming games, would a buildless Fortnite be something that would be like, oh, well, I'll give it a shot. You know, go back to it. Mm -hmm. Or is this just like, or is Fortnite just something that never interested you at all? Well, I play a little bit. I mean, I probably got like 100 hours in Fortnite. Like, God damn, I, I didn't know you had 100 hours in Fortnite. Probably. Okay. Yeah. So probably. you could you could build you could build a house. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. build. I'm, you know, I'm not. I wasn't like I'm probably be dog shit now. It's been several <laughs> years since I played Fortnite, but uh, that wasn't that bad. As for me playing it, I mean, yeah, I'd probably try it out. It doesn't hurt to try. I'm surprised they don't have both modes available. It's weird that they would remove their main mode and make it buildless. Why not just have a build mode and a non-build mode and have separate rankings and let people... It's not like Fortnite's got a low player mm. count where no, no, you're not going to no, be able to match no. make games, right? Maybe that's what they'll ultimately do. Maybe this is a test run to force everybody to play at once. To feel like if they like it or not, um, and then bring back the old and then leave leave this new new version. Who knows? Yeah, I think that's I think that's I think that's what it is. I think they're just testing, you know, because yeah. it's it's very difficult to get people to go in and try that with if you're going to continue to to provide also the standard mode right out of the gate. But if you do this. And clearly they're going to bring it back. I mean, can you imagine the shitstorm of them just coming out and be like, all right, guys, show's over. No more building in Fortnite. Like, that would they'd be burnt to the ground. But, like, doing it like this, where it's like a slow rollout in this season or whatever, gives them a chance to, to see how many people are really going to like it, how many people are interested. Test the balance of things. I have to imagine that when you're balancing your game and your guns and your mechanics around the ability to build shit... Mm. I can only imagine what it would do to balance taking the ability to build right out of the game. Like, that has to do something. I, 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 I'd be naive to think otherwise. So it might also be, like, a really big 
balance test like what the fuck is going on like what guns are hideously broken in this mode etc etc so uh yeah we'll keep uh, we'll keep tabs on it and, and and uh and talk about more if more interesting news comes out of it but i did think that was relatively interesting that's a big move for a game that's so massive uh to uh to take a stab at so there you go little double little double whammy for the fortnite fans out there this week uh, the YouTube Destiny community, on the other hand, not having a great week, including Bungie themselves, as they were hit with numerous copyright takedown notices coming from fake Google accounts. Stop me if you've heard that one before. Um, they targeted everything from soundtrack videos, cutscenes, and as mentioned, some of Bungie's own videos, which is a bold move. If you're going to do false copyright claims going after the company themselves that I would actually hold copyright, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Well, what happened? Well, obviously, immediately, Bungie now went out and said, okay, it's not us, because content creators' original knee-jerk reaction, as you would imagine, was, oh shit, Bungie is starting to tighten up on what you can and cannot post online, whether it be something that has the soundtrack in it or, or whatever else. Uh, but Bungie came out and said, no, guys, it ain't us. There's something else, and we'll have more updates for you when we get, you know, when we find out more of what's going on. And when they did, they came back, and they said, okay, it's time to get litigious. We're feeling we're feeling litigious today. Time to open up a court case. And so they did against what they listed as 10 John Doe's, uh, which they are now in the process of subpoenaing information on so that they can move forward with the case. So this is essentially Bungie is now going to, I don't know if it would be YouTube and then uh, and internet service provi- uh, providers or anything like that to backtrack who was creating these accounts, when, where, find out who they are, and they would need to subpoena that kind of information uh, to be able to uh, to acquire it and then move forward with the case. So they're in the middle of that, apparently. They also, though, and this was what was interesting and what got a lot of content creators' um, uh, attention just from the fact that nobody else has, has previously, in terms of a, a major company, backed, uh, backed the content creators on this. They also point out in their core case specifically, they call out YouTube in the core case criticizing them uh, for their system being easily gamed. That's a direct quote. They're calling it easily gamed and difficult to resolve issues. Cataloging their own in the process, they listed what the process was like for them as Bungie, the developer, who obviously has direct ties to much higher up support structures in YouTube than you know even large uh, content creators might. Uh, and they, so they cataloged that and their own struggle to, to get their uh, to get attention because they were getting apparently they were just getting about a, a bunch of out of office vacation email uh, returns and and uh, voicemails and everything else and it was a struggle for them to even get the attention of somebody uh, as their own channel was getting hit by these false copyright claims uh, and they also listed that uh, as a point that high profile content creators on the platform now have strikes on their channels because these were these were handed out as strikes these weren't like oh we're going to just take the monetization from your video they were legitimately handed out as strikes and so some of these channels were having strikes on their channels out of fraudulent uh, fraudulent claims so bungie as far as i can remember or or as far as i know is the first major company to actually call out youtube on their system which everyone knows is as we've seen a thousand times, and we've, re- and we've reported on several different incidences here on the podcast for various content creators and various genres on the platform, um, it's easily gamed, and it's easily, it's easily weaponized, and it's weaponized a lot. Uh, and, and the system on YouTube is quite literally, you're guilty until proven innocent. And the problem is, is that it takes three clicks to prove somebody guilty, and it takes a hell of a lot more than three clicks, and in some instances, up to like two to three months 
to resolve on the other end of proving your innocence for some of these cases in these videos. Um, and that's, that's just very silly. So I was very, uh, I, was, I was mildly impressed and more so hopeful that more companies in the, in the future will also, if they get in these situations, call out YouTube on their shit and maybe the system will be improved in some way, shape, or form. Probably not, but a man can dream, Mr. Black. A man can hold out for something in life, something positive, something light. I know, I know, like, I know back in the day on one of my channels, I had a video, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a strike, but it was copyright claim, and it literally took two months. Yep. All the revenue gone, and then they yep. just come back and be like, oh, okay, yeah, we cleared it. And it's like two or three months later, and you're like, oh, thank you. Now that I'm getting like two views a day, I appreciate that. Shout out. So, and the, the craziest part is, the fraudulent claims still collect all that money and get paid out by Google... And you never see that money. So even if you prove that you were that that you were actually in the clear and it's not theirs to begin with, you never see the money that you lost from them claiming it. So it's like a it's a lose lose for the content creator. There's no upside ever other than like keeping your account in good standing and having strikes removed. There's no upside. So it's just an absolutely uh, insane insane deal. And yes, as as Fox is mentioning here in chat, it's not a small suit either. They're going uh, at $150,000 for each false claim in damages, which is uh the total I guess is uh somewhere in the neighborhood of $6,150,000. Good luck. <laughs> they ain't getting a penny. Probably not. Probably not. not. Yeah. Unfortunately. They're scared. They're trying to scare people. Yeah. Uh, Sony has announced their not quite intended competitor to Game Pass, Mr. Black. It finally happened. We've been waiting and waiting. What is Sony going to do to at least pretend that they have the money that Microsoft does and come out with some sort of uh, answer to Game Pass? Well, it happened this week. Uh, after having a code name and a bunch of other nonsense for weeks on end, we finally got to see what it was. Uh, and essentially what it is, is they took their previously existing uh, services, which is PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, those were two different services that you could subscribe to to have their whatever perks, depending on what you might want. Uh, and they combined that into just calling it PlayStation Plus. And then now they have a tiered service uh, that, you know, you get more and more as you go up the tiers uh, that combine those two together. And then they added some extra little bits and pieces to this as well to sweeten the deal. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, let's go over what that's about. So the, the big headline is it launches, first of all, in June. With 700 plus games and more value than ever, Mr. Black. First tier is called PlayStation Plus Essential. Comes with the same benefits that Plus members are getting today, such as the two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, online multiplayer access, and no changes for existing PlayStation Plus members at that tier. That's basically what you're getting right out the gate. The pricing for that uh, is 10 bucks US a month or 59.99 yearly and there's also a quarterly 24.99 if you want to go that route. So obviously the more you commit, the more money you're you're saving there. Next tier up is called PlayStation Plus Extra. Mm. Mm. And the extra benefits, all of the benefits from the essential tier plus, this is sounding like a Patreon fucking tier thing by the way. All the all the benefits from essential tier plus adds a catalog of up to 400 asterisks of the most 
enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. So that gets you your your PS4 fix because that's you know PS5 can play PS4 games as we know already, uh, and so they're allowing you to basically just download that as a service uh, and uh, play at will. The tiers for this: fifteen bucks a month US. So we tacked five bucks a month on uh, thirty nine ninety nine quarterly, uh, which is another fourteen bucks quarterly, or ninety nine ninety nine a year, hundred bucks a year for that tier and the final tier of which there is a special market specific tier uh tacked onto this uh for reasons that we'll get to it's called the playstation plus premium Mm. the benefits for that provides all the benefits from the essential and extra tiers plus adds up to 340 asterisks additional games including ps3 games available via cloud streaming this is one of the things that people were talking about a lot on Twitter specifically, the cloud streaming for PS3 instead of emulation. A catalog of beloved classic games uh, available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. So some of them are downloadable and playable uh, locally, and then others you have to stream them, similar to the PS3 offerings. It also offers cloud streaming access for the original PlayStation 2, or PlayStation, PS2, PSP, PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tier uh, tiers in markets where PS Now is available or currently available. Customers can stream games including PS4 and PS5 um, using PS4 and PS5 consoles and the PC, which has three asterisks on it. I don't know where those asterisks go, but all the same. The last one, the tier for that, or the the tier or the tier cost for that is eighteen bucks a month, forty nine ninety nine quarterly, one hundred and twenty bucks a year. Uh, the PlayStation Plus, Plus Deluxe in select markets, which is where cloud streaming is not available, will be offered at a lower price compared to premium and includes a catalog of games from the PlayStation, PS2, PSP for download and play, along with time-limited game trials. Uh, benefits from the essential and extra tiers are also included, and the local pricing will vary by market. So that's places where they just flat out don't have that service already and can't provide it yet. You get a little bit of a different service for a little bit less money depending on where you are. So, for all intents and purposes, that's a lot of text to say, all right, we're combining the two services together, and we are adding uh, the ability to stream PS3 games in some tiers, uh, and a selection of the of, of PS1 and PS2 games as well is going to be there available for, for download and play. Um the one thing that, that stood out to me, other than the fact that PS3 games were streamed and they didn't spend the money on an emulator uh, to be able to, to just emulate the games locally, was uh, the fact that there's no day one first party games going to be on the service. So on the Game Pass, for example, pretty much every first party game on the Xbox is available, with only a handful of exceptions really, on the Game Pass day one. Here... They're not doing that. And the president, Jim Ryan, talked about that specifically, saying that it just didn't align with their funding philosophies for these games and that he was afraid that it would hurt the game's quality if they made them available uh, day and date on the uh, streaming side, which I guess means they just don't have the money to fund it where they feel like not enough people would be converted to the service that would outpace the, the dollars made selling the game 
as a physical copy. Um, and that's pretty much that's pretty much the show. What do you feel about this? Uh, as somebody as somebody who uh, who was probably more interested in PlayStation One, Two, and Three games than PS Five games right now, or even PS Four games, having the ability to to play some of those PS Three from streaming and stuff. Does does this seem like a a pretty good service does this seem like it's value for is, is this your uh, premium is that worth the 18 bucks a month or or do we need to work a little bit more on on what this looks like how do you feel about this i'm not impressed by this at all all right now if you were sean connery i'm waiting to be impressed and i'm not and i'm not impressed um the league of extraordinary gentlemen very depressed about this release yeah this this ain't it um this ain't it um what would you like like to see differently or what would be worth the money i guess well it seems like uh playstation has admitted defeat in this category um to the point where you know in a roundabout way the guy in charge was like we just can't do what Xbox is doing. It just doesn't make financial sense. Um, and to be fair, Xbox had to do this because of their poor Xbox One life cycle um, and how bad they were losing to console wars. Like, bad. Um, Xbox, Xbox is just ahead. They're just... I don't even know where to begin. Um, is what you said. Most games, day one, you can play on Game Pass. So, you know, if you're an avid gamer, yeah, there's going to be the odd game you're going to go out and buy, even though you still have Game Pass, of course. It's just like you have Netflix. You're still going to go and buy a movie from time to time or go to the theater or whatever, right? This is... Uh, that's whatever. Um... Sony's issue, or at least the issue that I have with this, is, for one, it is... Okay, maybe this isn't such a bad deal if you are already part of the stuff that you're already paying for, which is included in this, right? So if you're already a person that is part of the PlayStation, uh, what is it, like Essential or the PS uh, Plus or whatever... Yeah. That they have now. Um, you know, they, they took two things they already have, basically, and, and molded it together. So if you're already paying for that, and then you just got to pay a couple more dollars to have access to a bunch of PS3, PS2, PS1 games, um, and time trials for video games, there might be some value here for those people. Um, but obviously, PlayStation doesn't just want to make a little bit more money off their current people. They, they, in my opinion, I could be wrong here, but I feel like they want to tap into the this on-demand market and grow a massive subscription base over the next decade. And if this is your introductory, it's not a hot one, um, in my opinion, to have a bunch of new people 
jump on board, especially if you're if you want to target some people that already have Game Pass. If you already have Game Pass, this and and you and and you've got a PlayStation as well. I'm not sure if this is anywhere near the value that you would want to be to make another monthly commitment or yearly commitment when you you already are going to play a lot of the games that are, get released on the PlayStation to begin with. And unless you're a retro gamer or you want to play old catalog games, which let's be real, you can emulate those on your own PC. You can you can emulate those on your console. I mean, you can mod virtually anything you want. It's not like it's not like it's a Nintendo thing where it's like you've got a limited chance to play this specific it that it it's just you're and you're streaming the game, right? Or you can download some of them, but you're streaming the game. So um I'm not gonna count Sony out by any means because look what Disney's done. You know, Disney Plus came out and they had virtually no new content. It was like old Disney shows and old Disney movies and tons of people signed up. The only thing they had going for them at the time was like a Star Wars show. I think it was like Mandalorian first came out or there was some show that they had that they were bootstrapping this whole thing on. Um, and, and they then, deep course, discounted that first year too, right? Big discount, heavy yeah. discount. Like it was super cheap. I think I spent, spent $49 for the first year, right? Yeah. Yeah. After the first year, it like doubled in price. So um, <laughs> I don't know what Sony is planning to do. If this is their plan and they're not going to be putting new releases on here, they're going to lose in this segment. They're going to sell more consoles. It's Sony. But they're going to lose this. And I, you know, in another 10 years, losing this battle could mean you're losing the console wars in another decade because this is where the gaming is going. This is this is just it. Everything is subscription-based, right? I remember what, like five, six, seven years ago, we used to talk about subscription. Even Netflix subscriptions were like, damn, man, like 15 bucks here, 10 bucks here. It's like, oh, my goodness. Now everything's subscription. Everything. You know, you want a NordVPN? Get it a subscription. You want a fucking... You want a Netflix subscription, Disney Plus subscription, Amazon Prime subscription. And everybody's trying to find their own little niche within the subscription thing to get people to come in and say, okay, they're doing it different. This is their added value. I don't see that here. Um, so yeah, I'm not impressed. Um, if this was half the price, if this was $59.99 a year for the PlayStation Plus Premium, it's a totally different ball game. And maybe they should have done that for the first year to get everybody on board and then start adding some value and then upping the price. And let's let it be known here, ladies and gentlemen, this is starting price. This isn't, uh, you know, where is this going to go in one year, in three years? If this is what you're getting here, I mean, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not, this ain't it, man. The Game Pass, they're laughing right now. Because they're probably sweating for a minute. They're probably like, okay, well, what, what's Sony going to do? And now they can just just enjoy this, uh, this W that they have that they're holding on to. That is, uh, that is Game Pass. So, um, And I'm a Sony fanboy. I've got a PS5. I, I haven't even played the Xbox One. I don't, I don't own an Xbox. I own a PS5. Yeah, me too. 
I'm I'm a Sony fanboy. I mean, I I'm a I'm I used to be the guy who used to defend Sony all the time and didn't really care. I was like Sony over Xbox, but like I'm older now. I know what value is. I know the Xbox is just winning in that department. Do I still think the PlayStation's a better console? Yeah, I do. Uh, but it's not it's not just the console, it's the games. And if you're gonna rely on your old catalog, they don't even tell you the games that are available on this catalog. I mean, we could be getting like 85% dog shit games that you're never gonna play. And some of your favorites, I'm sure, will be on there. But I mean, how far does that does that really go for people? I, I don't know. Like, is it Say, for example, you're a huge Final Fantasy fan, right? Like, you're a diehard Final Fantasy fan. Most Final Fantasy fans already own these games. Like, they have a, they have these games on the shelves. Like They probably they, own them on three different platforms. Like, like Final Fantasy VII's on, like, how PS many platforms? Mini, fucking PlayStation 1, play it on the PlayStation 2, play it on the PC, play the remake, play... You know what I mean? So, like, a lot of these games that you're that you're hoping that are going to bring people in most hardcore gamers have these and most of the new generation gamers they don't give a fuck about the old stuff they ain't gonna turn that shit on i mean like what the fuck are these graphics what is this gameplay i'm th this ain't it i just want to play fortnite and i want to do it so that we don't have to build forts so like <laughs> this isn't you know this is um i feel like they had nothing else and they're like well just Give them old catalog games, third party and first party, and we'll see what happens. And yeah, this is a monthly or a yearly commitment. So even if there are 20 games on this that you just want to play and you don't want to hook up an old console, you don't want to emulate or whatever, you're going to play those games. And then, then what? Then what? What, what do you get? What, where's your, where's your... Where, where's you gotta have a reason to keep coming back right exactly like yeah. you know it's like it's like getting netflix for the witcher okay you you get netflix you watch the witcher or H, hbo game of thrones probably a yeah. better example yeah hbo game of thrones tons of people get hbo after game of thrones ton, millions of people never turn on hbo again and so if you're going to keep paying which some do i'm one of them i still have hbo i never watch hbo it's just there um, some people will keep paying, but a lot won't, and they're just going to cancel and they're going to be, they're going to be done with this until you give them something worthwhile. I'm not seeing that long-term worthwhile. Yeah. Perfect. The, so things to keep in mind is that right now, if you're going on a month to month basis is that the a Xbox game pass ultimates 1499 us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, let me just remind myself, let me, I don't want to fuck this up. So I think like if you pay on a yearly basis, you're saving on the PlayStation Plus premium side. But if you're paying on a monthly basis, PlayStation Plus premium is $17.99 US. It's actually $3 more a month than Game Pass Ultimate, yep. which allows That's you to play on the PC and on the Xbox and carry your shit everywhere. And you get day one games and you get back catalog stuff that is more hand-picked that they could get licenses for and so it's upscaled and it's got some of them have like auto hdr and fucking higher uh, higher frame rates and also and then on the playstation side it's like you know pay 18 dollars a month and get fucked yep. 
was kind of like because if you're not going to do day one games and you're not going to have like something that keeps getting like more and more like regular new content i don't know how you're supposed to keep that up it, what it reads to me right now is that it reads to me as more like uh you know you said you said you know clearly the clearly they want to build out for like a 10-year plan or some shit of like how are we going to get into this market this this subscription-based service kind of deal Everyone's doing it to some degree. Our main competitor is doing it big because they've got the money, but we have to probably work our way in somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think, I think that's the case is that they, is that they clearly want to have a plan. But right now with this release, this doesn't scream long-term to me. This screams, this screams to me. It's more like, um, we want to upsell, uh, upsell already like previously existing subscribers, people that yes. are already in the system. Not not people like this is not like I don't know how enticing this is to people that aren't already subscribing to at least one of these two tiers. Correct. So I think a lot of them have one of the two, and now they look at it like you said earlier, and you said, "Hey, you know, I've already got this or that. Now I want to get my hands on live streaming or or, or streaming PS3 yeah. games or, or the old six stuff." Or seven bucks, okay. And now I All now right. I now I increase my monthly subscription, and that brings them in some more money, but um. But this doesn't seem like a gr- like a growth into the greater market strategy. This because like, I don't know who this would be for. Like you said, a lot of people on the PlayStation side. If you're talking about old games, um, especially if they're not being like, you know, especially if it's not going to get the, what like on Xbox. At least you're getting frame rate boosts a lot of the time, or like resolution scaling, or something like. So you're at least seeing and playing the game in a different way. If I just wanted to play ps1 ps2 whatever games i've got a retro tank or i just plug my shit into my tv and it's it's if you're gonna tell me it's not gonna be any different or better yet i'm playing it locally instead of live streaming it yeah which terrible input delay and it just looks like dog shit unless you're blind i i I don't know why yeah i don't don't think that's i don't think that's the play so this is it's a start i'm i i don't think that this is their uh, clearly their only plans um and obviously they also don't have nearly as much money available to them as microsoft and xbox do to be able to hemorrhage this shit and create a market on their own so you can't expect them to go directly toe-to-toe but i did expect them to at least have first party day one releases yeah i'm not expecting third party day one like sometimes xbox has because now you know they're paying third party people big bucks right but your first party shit, you should you probably throw, be able to do that. that on there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, it's a start. We'll see what uh, what comes out of it. But right now, from everything I've seen, pretty much everyone is kind of just lukewarm on it, which I don't know how you could be anything more than lukewarm because it's a it's kind of just a lukewarm offering. But uh, but all the same, we'll just have to uh, wait and see what more comes out in the future out of that service. Breath of the Wild 2 has been delayed, unsurprisingly, into a nebulous date of spring 2023, Mr. Black, which means congratulations to Elden Ring on winning Game of the Year. Yep. You did it. Uh, what's been a bit concerning, though, uh, in, a, in a more serious note about Breath of the Wild 2 is that it's been in development for five years now. And it's been in development for five years, which I think is already as long or longer than Breath of the Wild 1 was in development. But they said that it would be shorter development times for two because clearly they're reusing all the assets from Breath of the Wild 1, or a lot of them. And all the systems are in place, and it speeds up 
the production of the following game if you're doing a sequel. It's one of the benefits of doing more than one game with the same engine and the same assets to certain degrees. You save a bunch of time. That's obviously not happening here. Now, COVID clearly put a wrench in things for, uh, for, for a period of time, certainly. But I, I don't think that we can blame that 100% on COVID. We've also not really seen anything out of this game. I think we've seen the same footage cut in different ways now two or three times. And so it's a little bit unsettling to me that it's gotten moved and we're still not seeing a hell of a lot out of it. Uh, but, uh, but I guess, you know, it's also a bit weird that they're not even giving a date. They're just saying spring. They're not even certain enough that it's going to be yeah. a certain date. They're just saying spring, which means what they really mean when they say that is as one day before summer yeah. is the, is the date that they're shooting for. Uh, and, and, and no more, uh, no more in the front half. That's, that's the back half. So we'll wait and see if we get more in summer game fest, if we actually see some more footage to, to, you know, put people at ease a bit, but otherwise, um, maybe a little bit turbulent in there, uh, for breath of the wild too. Turbo golf racing. This is a completely, this is, this, this is barely even news, but I had to throw it in here. Turbo golf racing, Mr. Black. It's basically rocket league, but with golf instead of soccer. And it looks exactly how it sounds. Literally looks like Rocket League, but golf. And you know what? I'm probably going to fucking play that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm surprised, honestly, I'm kind of surprised it took this fucking long. Like, this, that, that's a long time. Like, somebody probably in the first five minutes of playing Rocket League went, you know what? We could probably do this with golf. And nobody fucking did that shit until now. So, you know, props for, uh, props for managing to somehow still break that market. Turbo Golf Racing. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. And the last of the gaming news is that at least one of Activision's 410,000 lawsuits has been wrapped up this week, Mr. Black, as a secondary judge. Not even, I think it wasn't, I think it wasn't the judge originally assigned, but a secondary judge uh, decided to grant the $18 million settlement for the sexual harassment case, much to the dismay of the California State Department that originally filed for this lawsuit in the first place. Uh, I believe they were told to uh, to take it to the 19th or 9th district, um, something, something. It was basically like, it was basically like judge speak for go fuck yourself, go talk to somebody else, I'm granting them this shit. Which sounds an awful lot like of the $18 million, they got paid some. <laughs> to make that go away. Because imagine getting bought for, for like $50 billion and then the sexual harassment case that was brought in by the California, one of the California State Departments gets tossed away for 18 schmill. What a fucking cakewalk for Blizzard, uh, for uh, Activision Blizzard. What a meme. So there you go. Uh, some, some good old-fashioned GTA V uh, uh, law, lawsuit corruption happening IRL. Some out-of-character bullshit happening over at Activision Blizzard. Uh, and that's it for the gaming news, which means it's time to move on to some cello. Mr. Black, hit me up. We got Nord. We got NordVPN. N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash O-T-T. Go ahead, grab your subscription, get a massive discount, which I do believe is 73% off, plus a bonus month for free when you get a two-year subscription. Stay safe, stay anonymous when you're on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. Uh, have up to six simultaneous devices, so you only need one account per household. Uh, hook it up to your PC, your router, your phone, your Mac, your laptop, uh, really anything. They got an app virtually for, for everything. Smart if you TV, had one, Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Throw it on everything. <laughs> Just, you know, mask that IP. 
Um, yeah, if you if you if you're feeling it, use that promo code. It's OTT. Mm. Link is in the description below. Go show them some love. Plus, with a 30 day money back guarantee, if you don't like it for whatever reason, get your money back. No questions asked, guys. They also have other services as well that um, you know they got like a password uh, protectors and um, all kinds. They get Nord's got a, all of it, and you can get discounts on everything when you use the promo code OTT. So make sure head on over there and grab a subscriptiono. Mm. And that's it. It's time to move on to movies and TV. I'll do this one first because the other one is clearly the one that everyone in the fucking world has been waiting for us to talk about for this whole podcast. Bruce Willis sadly stepping away from acting. This just came out yesterday from his family. Uh, stepping away from acting as he's been diagnosed with aphasia, which is a condition that dramatically affects the cognitive and speech centers of the brain. It's usually not a thing that stands on its own. It's usually a symptom of something else that's happened. Something like bleeding of the brain for whatever reason. Um, whether that be, I think, I think M was saying, M was explaining it to me in detail yesterday. I don't want to fuck it up, but you know, it could have been, it could have been a, a, it could have been a stroke. It could have been a small aneurysm. It could have been, uh, it could be, uh, Alzheimer's that's been undiagnosed up to this point. That's kind of spurred it on, uh, either way, it really fucks your, your shit up. You, you have to relearn how to, uh, speak in many cases. Uh, and as an actor, you kind of need to be able to do that. And so, um, there, uh, you know, he's, he's been now noted to be stepping away from acting. So, uh, all the best to, to Mr. Willis and the family. That's a crushing thing to, to, to happen. He was still actively, you know, doing movies and whatnot. And, and I'm, I'm assuming enjoying himself in the process. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's a really rough way to, to have to end your career. Normally you want to bow out on your own terms and not be taken out the game by something like that. So yeah, all the best to, uh, to, to Willis and the family. And uh, yippee kaye, motherfucker, and all that. Now, the thing that everyone wanted to, everyone else to talk about and has already been talked into the ground, but we're going to talk about it for a few minutes anyway. The slap heard around the world, Mr. Black. Or at least, as I have in my notes, any one of the five people watching the Oscars live. Uh, and then everyone else caught that shit on social media after it, <laughs> after it happened live on TV. Uh... I think I saw this pop up on my on my feed, or I was streaming or something when it happened because I didn't even know the Oscars were fucking happening because I don't give a fuck about the Oscars. And uh, I think somebody might have mentioned it in chat anyway. They and then they linked me it and I watched it and do, I, it was so fucking surreal to watch it because like everyone else that you hear in the room, at first I wasn't sure if it was a work, right? I didn't I didn't know if this was like a, a fucking meme that they were they had planned ahead of time because it seemed so like blatant. Uh, and, uh, and, but then when you hear the, the back half of it and then the audience reaction and everything, I was like, oh, wait, that shit ain't fake. <laughs> that actually happened. So, um, obviously you would have seen this, uh, I'm sure. What, uh, what was, I guess I'll, I'll give the context for the five people that don't know about it yet. And then I'll, I'll ask you what your thoughts are on it. So Oscars are happening. Uh, Chris Rock is hosting. And, uh, which I think he hosted back in 2016 as well, but Chris, yeah. Chris Rock is hosting, uh, he's doing his thing. He's, he's doing the, he's, he's the comedian at the Oscars. So he's kind of like roasting random people, whoever he can set his eyes on in the fucking audience. Some of it is probably ad lib. Some of it was probably rehearsed in, in pre it's kind of how these things go. And he works around the room and he, and he's, he's talking about, 
just previous, he's talking about a husband and wife. I can't remember uh, Javier or something like that. And is Penelope Cruz was that the I couple? Don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't anyway, know. I might be just making words up. Anyway, I, I think I just made two people up entirely. Either way, there was a husband-wife combo, both nominated for an Oscar, and the joke was about the fact that the husband is hoping that he doesn't win if she loses because then he's screwed. So he's hoping. So he, the joke was to lead into Will was saying he's hoping because he's in the same category as Will. Please God, let Will Smith win. Because the joke was, you know, you can't possibly have, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna win, the wife can't can't lose. So goes over to Will. That's his transition. That's a segue over to Will. Uh, and uh, and then the joke about uh, that he ends with after that, which was apparently apparently I've, I've heard or allegedly was ad libbed, was his follow up was uh, to Jada, where he said uh, Jada looking forward to to uh, to GI Jane too. Uh, really, really looking forward to it, uh, and ever and that was it. And it was a reference to her shaved head, clearly, uh, because GI Jane, you know, rocking the shaved head, and also, of course, GI Jane is a terrible movie. So it's like a double entendre of like a you know a joke about how shitty GI Jane is, and then also the the shaved head. So, um, and if you don't know this as well, Jada apparently suffers from alopecia or has been for a while which is a uh an autoimmune disease that essentially balds you in various ways not necessarily the same as like a pattern baldness like a male or female pattern baldness it's a bit different than that and depending on the severity can even have you lose your eyebrow hair like you can have everything go for her it seems to focus mostly up around the back part of her head uh to the point where she can't really wear her hair well so she's been shaving her her head and that was the purpose behind that so uh after that happens well i mean the camera cuts to will and 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 jada in the crowd and then it cuts off back to chris and uh all of a sudden chris you see chris recognizes somebody's coming up onto the stage uh and he goes "Uh oh and he's laughing and kind of awkwardly uh, and I have a sneaking suspicion that he could tell that it, who it was walking up on stage, clearly. But if you've ever yeah, been did. on a stage, yeah, if you've ever been on a stage, he could probably tell it was Will. But he probably couldn't tell really what was... Because the lights in his eyes were probably fucking blaring. He can't see shit. He knows it's Will, but he doesn't know if Will is happy, sad, joking, whatever. Will walks up on him, full storm, and just like Muhammad Ali, open hand, slap to the mouth... Uh, on uh, on Chris Rock, who had his hands behind his back at the time, because uh, that was the stance that he had leading up to that, and held it. Uh, and then Will walks off stage uh, and goes back to sit down. And then after that, you know, Chris is responding. Chris's response was like, "Wow, dude!" Like he was he was so I, like I can't even imagine processing that in Chris Rock's mind because <laughs> he's on stage live at the Oscars. Like, how the fuck? How do I? How do I respond to this? Says like, "Wow, dude!" And Will's like, "Yeah." And, and and he says it's a G.I. Jane joke. And Will and Will responds with, Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And he said he was like, okay. And whatever. And then and then Will's like, no, keep my wife's name out and he gets louder. Out your fucking mouth. And he says, Okay, I will. Yes, I will. And then he cuts back to the camera and he has to try and like work his way out of it. And he almost pulls it off before accidentally saying handing out a documentary instead of an award for a documentary. He almost got there. Uh, and then the show awkwardly goes on. And when I say awkward, I mean, holy shit, you could have cut the tension in that room with a fucking, 
Well, you probably couldn't have cut it with a knife. You probably would have needed, like, a fucking lightsaber to get through the tension in that room. That shit was diamond hard uh, in there at the time. So that's kind of how it all played out. And you can watch this all over the internet if you've miraculously not seen it already. But uh, what were your thoughts, Mr. Black, uh, on, uh, on, this, on this incident? What went through your mind when you, when you saw it? Uh, and, and I'm not about necessarily picking sides here because that's what everyone's kind of been about. But like, what were your thoughts on, on that situation when you saw that? How did you feel about that? I mean, I'm picking a side. Uh, Go for I'm it. On, Pick I'm a side. The, I'm on the side of Chris, 100. percent Okay, Smith was so a fucking dummy. He was all right, a, so so explain it. Explain it. All right. Well, I mean, uh, there was some. Okay, man, where do you start? There's um, a lot to unpack here, isn't there? Yeah. So, <laughs> so there, there, there's been there's some history. So Chris Rock, back in 2016 Oscars, made a joke about. Jada Pickett Smith. Um and it was it was along the lines of like um it was the year that Jada was boycotting the Oscars cuz Will wasn't nominated. Exactly. And Chris said, you know, Jada's boycotting the Oscars is like uh me boycotting Rihanna's panties. Uh I was never invited. You know, I was what never I mean? invited in the first place, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Some, something along yeah. those lines, right? And everybody was laughing and shit because like you know, Jada's not the best she's actress. Not a, she's fact, not a fucking she was, movie star. She was she pretty was... fucking dog shit, even in <laughs> The Matrix. Yeah. Uh, it was awful. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, there is some history there. Um, he made this joke uh, about her being bald. Mm. From what we're hearing, whether, and I believe this, is Chris Rock didn't know that she suffers with alopecia. He just didn't know. In fact, exactly. Chris Rock made a documentary about black women's hair and the struggles yes, of yep. the culture of that. So, and it was like a very serious documentary that was educating people on the struggles and the importance of black females' hair um, and what that does to women. Um, so... To think that he would purposely, and he talks about, and I didn't watch the documentary, but from what from what I'm hearing, he talks about alopecia and stuff in the documentary. Um, so uh, the fact, I find it hard to believe that Chris Rock would purposely take a dig at her issue um, on such a, uh, on such a lame joke, really. I mean, it was... It was a weak fucking joke, like, really bad. It was, like, the worst joke he made of the night. Which is Not, what he said, basically. He was like, that's probably the nicest like, joke I can I can make. And he even <laughs> said, he even said, like, come on. It was a, it was light. It was a G.I. Jane joke, yeah. you know? He was basically saying, like, dude, I went way harder on you guys back in 2016. Like, this is... You're sitting front row of the Oscars. You're nominated. Jade is here with you. You know, we're going to say it like we're roasting everybody. This is the Oscars, right? This is the... Now, here's the other thing. I'll flip, I'll flip it around. If he knew that she had alopecia and this was something she was struggling with, which she has been public about, she's, you know, but not everybody fucking follows Jada Pickett-Smith. You know what I mean? Like nobody, I shouldn't say nobody cares because there's millions of people that do, but like, you know. 
we're not up her ass like we are Will Smith's. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, and, and to be fair, a lot of people don't even like Jada from what, for, for a number of reasons. But anyway. Even I'm not if even he convinced know, Will likes Jada. <laughs> even if he did know, okay, and he made the joke. Who cares? He's a comedian. You know, if that was Dave Chappelle up on stage, Will Smith ain't never getting up and smacking Dave Chappelle. It's just not happening. Chris Rock is a small dude. Will Smith is way bigger than he is. Uh, Now, Chris Rock, and it was kind of like what you said, when he got up here, when he went up on the stage... He said, he said, uh-oh, Richard, as in, because he, he played, he's King Richard. He's King Richard. He so, played so the Serena he, Williams he, sisters. Yeah, so he played yeah. Serena Williams' father. And that's yeah. what he got, what he won the Oscar the for. The Williams sisters, yeah. So he he knew Will was coming up, but he also probably, because of the lighting and stuff, couldn't really see and feel what was going on. You could tell he was a little bit nervous. Like, there was... Because who the fuck rushes the stage yeah, like, unplanned? Who does this, right? He's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. This isn't rehearsed. Like I have, like, is he going to take the microphone? Is he going to do a bit? Like, you know, what, what's going to happen? And he gets smacked. And then Chris Rock, you could see he he clenches up, and then he as and Will Smith immediately turns around, he walks away, and then he just kind of goes back into his position, and he's like, okay, that happened. Uh, I just Will Smith just smacked the smacked shit out of the me. Shit out of me, yeah. And I got to hand it to him. You know, there's a lot of things he could have done in that moment. He could have he could have tackled Will. He could have grabbed the mic and made a fucking crazy joke. And I mean, Chris Rock He actually is a, says mid thing like I could he's I like could, I could. I, yeah, I could. And he checks himself. This, yeah, he talks himself out of it. Yeah. And and you got to hand it to him because like Chris Rock is a genius. He's one of the greats. You know, he's he's up Dude, his there brain in that, was going a thousand miles an hour he, on that stage. He's up there with Dave Chappelle, yeah, uh, Martin Lawrence, you know, uh, the greats. And he could have tore the fuck out of Will Smith and Jada in that moment. Not only for what he just did, but also, you know, the whole entanglement stuff, the fucking, all of just the drama. He opted to not do it. He was the bigger man. He was professional. You could tell he was... He was pissed. He was confused. He was hurt. He was embarrassed. It was all these things. And not only that, Will Smith just sat there, then mouthed off. Nobody's security came up. Nobody kicked him out. They let him sit there. They presented him with an award. They allowed him to Gave go him on and five make this long minutes. ass speech. <laughs> it was it's 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 wild. It's actually it's it's in, it's actually insanity. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey put him on blast along yeah. with many other people and yeah. rightfully so Will Smith acted like a child. Now, what I believed happened is Will Smith was laughing about the joke. He was. And, and then he looked over and saw Jada who was did not, not laugh laughing. at all. And when he realized like, Oh shit, I'm laughing. She is fucking super mad. And if I want to go home with this chick and not hear about this for an eternity, or be the next fucking red table talk on fucking Facebook and deal with all this fucking shit. I need to do something. I need to stand up for my woman right now. And the only thing he did, the only thing in his mind was to go up there and smack the motherfucker. And this is not the first time Will Smith has smacked somebody. He smacked another reporter at another red carpet many years ago 
Over, uh, it was a much lighter smack in, in, in the face. In, fa- in fairness, the guy was trying to kiss him on the mouth after a of few course, attempts. So I, of he, course, but still. Yeah. You know, th- you know, he's gone up he there. He goes and for the slap. He didn't go up there and punch Chris Rock. He went up and fucking slapped him. Slapping somebody is the biggest form of disrespect yeah. that you can possibly do. I'm going to be honest, man. I'd be way more embarrassed as Chris Rock to get smacked upside the face than to get fucking punched out. Uh, in front of everybody, it is the most de- like de- demeaning way that you can hit another male. You know, it's just like you're a bitch. You know what I mean? Like that's in, from from my point of view, it's just damn right disrespectful. So Will Smith does that. He does his speech and all this other fucking shit. He gets on the mic and he apologizes to the Academy. He apologizes, apologizes to, to everybody everyone. Else. Says anything but to, nothing but to, Chris. to Chris, which goes to show. That I believe that this was, it's deeper. It's, I think he was pissed off about what happened in the past. I also believe that Will Smith was, felt vindicated and felt okay with doing what he did. Dude, he spent five minutes justifying his actions like he had a messiah complex. He literally said, God has put a calling on my life to bring peace and love. And then went on about trying to be a vessel for his yeah, people no. and like everything. I was just like, and out there crying and blabbering on and sweating because he's stressed out of his fucking mind and just and, and like and spitting and sweating. And then you know who else I felt bad for? The Williams family who's sitting up there now going, okay, this is going to, the only yep. thing. So, so, all right. So I'll give my opinion before I get, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I agree with you. If I'm picking a side, I'm picking Chris. Would I have made that joke if I knew she had alopecia? No. I don't. I'm not going to say whether or not I He's think a Chris comedian. Rock. I know. I know. No, I understand. Am I going to say whether or not I believe he knew ahead of time whether she had it? I don't know if it matters all that much because in in that context, if you go to the Oscars and everyone's getting roasted, you got to know that it's not malicious. It's just you're, he's doing his fucking thing. Like I like, and maybe that's easy for me to say. And maybe I'd feel differently, but you know what I would never have fucking done in a million years is get up on stage and slap the guy. If I, he could have, he could have basically cut up the slap and just screamed at him what he did in the first fucking half or the back half of that and just said, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth and probably accomplished the exact same thing, but without the assault on stage. Or he could have gone up on stage, whispered in his ear, said, bro, we can't be doing that shit or taking the mic and, and, and talked about it. He still would have stormed the stage and did some crazy shit, but he could have done a thousand fucking things that weren't slapping Chris Rock live on television. I don't like. It was Not very only weird that, to me, man. It's on the most prestigious stage, yes, in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's got bad ratings and stuff, and but you know, still, this is it's, the Oscars. This is the pinnacle. Okay, yes, yeah. you know, they're they're comedians go on there and roast. Motherfuck is bad. I mean, fucking what's his face? Uh, 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 the 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 white guy that the the uh, British uh, is he? Uh, fucking Ricky Ricky Javaris or yeah, whatever. Ricky his Gervais, name. like his Gervais thing last year, yeah, where he just tore the room in. apart. He goes in. He literally calls these fucking people pedophiles and fucking like. I mean, he goes in and people just laugh. And Will Smith, this wasn't about the joke. There's no. something deeper going on. They're, they've got a weird Dude, relationship. He was he laughing. Is, 
She is not. He looks over. Oh, fuck. Goes up on stage, slaps him, turns around, smirks to himself as he's walking off stage. He knows, like you said, Chris Rock is about 50 pounds lighter than he is. Yeah, you couldn't do He was going to be. He wasn't going to hit back. He wasn't going to go back, even though Chris thought about it for a second. His, His fist goes up before he puts it away and shit. But he was, uh, it was unlikely, so he went up thinking it's unlikely for any number of reasons, whether it's because he's way bigger, whether it's because he doesn't think he's going to attack back and get into a fist fight on the stage at the Oscars and just take the slap. He knows that if he goes up there, he's Will fucking Smith. He knows the Academy's not going to suddenly drag him by force out of the fucking room. They should have. He knows, he knows if he goes back to his seat, he still felt emboldened enough to be screaming out at, uh, at him after that, uh, the, after he, he went up on stage. It was the most selfish self-centered thing he could have possibly done because not only does it make him look bad and it makes Jada look bad and it makes uh, the Academy look bad, but you know what I feel for? This is crazy. He's worked his whole life to get a fucking Oscar. He gets an Oscar that night and he chooses, he chooses that moment to slap Chris Rock live on stage. Not only that, but he also takes the thunder away from Denzel Washington who gets his Oscar. He also takes it away from Sam Jackson who gets his Oscar. And took away like, from everybody, bro. The whole and, show. No, I know. No, I know. Took but like, and, but, took away, took away but, from Chris. Took away from everybody. Yeah, took he away from. It. Took away from everyone. But like, I'm thinking for like the black community. It's like they're seeing a black guy get up on stage and slap another black guy while he gets a, an Oscar and other guys do, and nobody's going to talk about that shit because everyone's talking about the fact bro, that Will got up on stage and fucking slap Chris Rock bro, in the mouth. Imagine if it was a white guy that went up there and smacked the black dude. Or well, it would have been bad, versa, right? Or a black guy went up there and smacked the shit out of a white dude, right? The Oscars is already a white thing. In fact, there has yes. been protests and, and boycotts and everything else. And there you go. You've got your the most prominent black movie star of all time. A, you know, a top three of all time. Him, Denzel Washington. And, you know, fucking like Danny Glover or some shit, you know, you've got like, you've got like three black big time Oscar, uh, or, or just black movie stars. Two of them getting Oscars that night. And Will Smith and Will Smith (laughs) is known to be a guy that is nice. That is, you know, pure. Yeah. He's had his times, but like nothing like this. And he goes up there and he does this shit and he does it to Chris Rock, who also has a background of getting bullied, uh, badly. He's he's been everybody very hates Chris. Yeah, every he's been very public about the the issues that he's had growing up, being bullied, all this stuff because of his size, the way he talks, all that stuff. And Will Smith goes up there and does the exact same thing over a fucking joke. Now, whether you like the joke or not, I really don't give a fuck. You have no you have no business going on stage and smacking anybody. In fact, you don't even have any business yelling back at the comedian and heckling. Like keep my name's wife, uh, keep my wife's name in your mouth. If Will Smith was really that upset about it, which I don't think he was, Jada no. was, and then no. he felt like he had to had protect to do something her yeah. and do yeah. something for his wife because she was the butt of the joke, and there she is, and he understands the deep struggles that she's gone through with with the with alopecia and all this other stuff that nobody else in the room does, and he felt like he had to go and do something. And he did. Even still, he should have never have even said anything. He could have taken the opportunity to get on stage when he won the Oscar. And said his piece. Said, said, said his piece. Said like, hey, you know, uh, you know, my beautiful wife over there who, yes, is bald. And let me tell you about alopecia and how it affects 
all these people around the world. He could have went on his Instagram where he's got like 100 million followers the next day or the same night during the break and made a post about that. He, there is many ways that he could have done that without heckling a comedian. He's bitch made. He's a fuck boy for doing it. And uh, I hope that the Oscars suspends him for years to come from there. Obviously, don't get rid of his Oscar. He earned that. He was the best actor. You know, it was predetermined before he even did what he did. You just shouldn't take that away from him because there's tons of actors that have done some crazy dumb shit in their life. Way worse than that. That, uh, you know, still receive their Oscars. But that guy should have been kicked out of the building. He shouldn't be allowed there. He should be, you know, if I was if I was Chris Rock, just like Jim Carrey said, I'd have sued the motherfucker. I would have sued him so hard. I would have sued him for hundreds of millions of dollars and I'd taken his money. But Chris Rock is the bigger man. He's already very wealthy. He doesn't need the money. What he's probably going to do, he's probably going to make a comedy special and he's going to make tons of cash. He's on tour right now. He's probably still trying to figure it out. And uh, he was the bigger guy. He walked away, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, uh, the star of the show last night. He handled it as gracefully as any individual could, could ever handle, yeah. ever. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even sure how you can handle it any better. It's, I don't even know if it's look, possible. So, look, you know, clearly, clearly Will Smith is fucked up. Oh, clearly. Yeah. Now, if you didn't, uh, like, I, I always... I always urge people if you, whenever they they've said you know they defending what he's doing or they like whatever else, it's just like go to think that it was him defending Jada, which it wasn't. I I I can't. You have to understand that had nothing to do with the defending his wife. It should tell you right away the fact that he went up there and blabbered on about protect, 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 and like fucking like made up a whole Oscar speech where they gave him five minutes to justify everything he did, and then took Denzel Washington's advice about the devil coming for you in your highest moment, misconstruing it entirely, misunderstanding what he was trying to tell you, like in, in real time. It wasn't about protecting Jada. He was trying to win people over in the moment. He was he was trying yeah. to justify. He's, he's trying to pull everyone he in. He's trying to pull everyone in as much as he can to get as many people like seemingly on his side. But look, go watch the red table fucking interview where it was him and his wife sitting down talking about their open relationship or what was at that point considered to be an open relationship and watch as Will Smith's soul leaves his body actively for the entirety of that podcast. Yep. You literally watch a man die in body. He's still dead. In real time. And he never recovered from that shit. The way that Jada went on and aired all their dirty laundry publicly in such a public manner and then took zero responsibility for it coming up with words nobody has ever fucking used for I got raw dogged by a young guy called entanglement saying that it was fine, and then, he, after taking no responsibility, saying, reminding every, Will every five seconds, yeah, but you had your fun, you know, ha 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 you had your fun, as if, like, she did basically the excusable shit, but, like, oh, don't forget, you know, you're fucking around too, but Will ain't out there saying this shit. If you want to keep your open relationship, fine. Work through it individually, and or, or together, out of the public eye. 
And nobody fucking need to know about that. Then August goes out and like apparently makes a song about the shit. Oh yeah. So you're gonna tell me that Will Smith gets up on stage live on fucking national television to smack Chris Rock in the mouth for a GI Jane joke because nah, his bro. wife has got her shaved head right it's now and give a big fucking thing. And you're telling me that's about protecting Jada, but in the moment where she's getting barebacked by some fucking young buck and he didn't slap him, bro. Come on. This guy's got a lot going on in his fucking head, and he's had it for years. There was a very distinct shift from Will Smith, like, fucking, I don't know how many years ago now, but you could see it. And he's been trying to keep up this facade for years. And and at the Oscars, we finally saw it crack. And it all came together in this one emotional moment for him, and he fucking let it get to him. And he he, he, he snapped. And, like, Chris Rock took the fucking... Punishing yeah. end of it. He was he. Chris Rock was wrong place, the wrong time. He had no idea that this shit was going to happen, or he would have never have said it. Um, and and Will Smith snapped. And when he when he was screaming at him, keep my name, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. He was telling that to the world. He wasn't just saying that to Chris Rock. He was telling everybody, I'm fucking tired of hearing this shit. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. But here's the problem: your fucking wife's got a big ass mouth. And she, and she talks and puts her business out in front of the whole world. And you're one of the biggest celebrities of all time. And you guys, whatever ideologies he had, because I read his book. He's got this crazy, you know, he believes in marriage. He's going to do anything to keep his marriage going. It's his core, one of his core values. The, obviously, they're miserable as fuck. But, like, he's, got, he's doing whatever he can to hold on. He's losing his goddamn mind in the process. Uh, it's a weird family. Um... It's a bad situation. Obviously, I'm sure Will Smith regrets doing all that shit because uh, that shit was brutal. Um, do I still like Will Smith? I do. I think he's, you know, he's he's human. And it's obvious <laughs> he he displayed it. Everybody has their problems, but God damn, man, that shit was crazy as hell. And uh, we ain't heard <laughs> we ain't heard the last of it. Um, there's gonna be some more shit that's gonna come out. Um, I know that the Academy. I think on like. April 18th. They're, investi- they're voting investigating. On, yeah, yeah, voting on what punishment Will's going to have. Uh, my guess is he's not going to be able to vote or be part of the Academy for quite some time. Um, it even gets even deeper where the SAG, if they um, go in on him too, they can make it so that he can't even act in anything union. So like yeah. he could be banned for a period of time from the union. Yeah. It could be anywhere from one year to five years. And he won't be able to do any unionized project or act at all. So we'll see how far the shit goes and how de- Dude, far down the rabbit so hole So many goes. crazy bitches on Twitter defending Will, saying he's out, here, he's out here standing up for his wife. And they're like, oh, Man. I have to see how many people are saying that, that they'd let their wife get disrespected. What a bunch of bitches. Like, you ain't... Nah, bro. This is, you I'm know, sorry, what the, you know what those women are. Okay. They're the ones that when you're dating and you're out at the bar or something, somebody, some dude's like looking at her or some shit the wrong way. Yeah. And like, nothing's happening. She gets you in a fight. You oh, don't yeah. give She's a like, fuck. Go. Like, you're yeah. just like, ignore it. Just like fucking yeah, eat yeah. your food. Like, he ain't over here. He ain't over here. Oh yeah. She, he ain't she over here grabbing it. Bro. He ain't over here grabbing a titty. He over nah. across the room just looking over at you because you're good looking. Just fucking oh, take yeah. that shit. Why am I fighting your fight? Why are you, why are you making me fight people? Just let me be. Jada Jada threw it back on Will Smith that night. That shit to her, she was getting off on all that stuff. You could tell she didn't give a fuck. It was all about her. She's she reliving was, the Tupac years, bro. Bro, I'm t- I'm telling I'm telling <laughs> you this, that 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 family that family is on one. I mean, I wish them all the best, but goddamn, you know, violence 
That ain't never the thing. That ain't ever it. And, you know, just imagine how many people around the world in comics are going to be dealing with idiots that are going to come up on stage and try and smack somebody to, you know, because Will Smith went up there and did it so that they could be the next ones that go up there and do something stupid like that. Uh, the Academy should be ashamed of themselves. Will Smith should be ashamed of himself. Chris Rock did absolutely nothing wrong. I don't give a fuck if he knew she had alopecia or not. It's comedy. You are a public figure. And like he said in his speech, you got to learn to just go with the punches. Actually, what he said was, at first he said, in our or we, and then he said, you have to learn how to deal with it. He didn't actually include himself in it. He's just projecting, bro. (laughs) All he's doing is trying to get people to feel for him and what he was going through in that moment. The reality is he was completely wrong. 150%. Anybody that is on the side of Will Smith, listen, I understand you being on the side of him for protecting, protecting, or uh, standing up for his better half. Nothing wrong with that. It's how you do it. And that right there, that wasn't it. Especially in that platform, in that setting, on that stage, on that night, when you're representing black, you're representing Williams family, you're representing the Smith family, you're representing way more than just yourself and your wife. You, you you cannot be doing that shit, period. And he did. And it was a big fuck-up, and it's going to be the most infamous thing in Oscar history. Maybe and his ever. career, possibly. And his career. And it's the one night he won a fucking Oscar, which he's been searching for for decades. Yep. And this is it. Yep. That's what you did? Oh, bro, that ain't and it, And all man. for a crazy bitch, bro. I almost feel bro. sorry for him, man. I almost feel sorry for him. The things men do for women, bro. I'm let, let's be real. That man was laughing until he looked to his left. Yeah, bro. And it wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> laughing. He was said, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, fuck. I got it. I here, go, I, here I, I go. Need, <laughs> I, need to go from, I, I was laughing at that joke. Now I need to do the extreme. Now I need to hit a motherfucker. Yeah. People no. were like, have you never laughed at something and then just like got angry about it after because you didn't know how to re- like stop trying to bro. That man, that man was back with his legs crossed laughing about oh, that yeah. shit. He, oh, that yeah. dude. all Jada. And Jada was like, Jada, Jada oh, didn't gonna, take a second. She, she, she looked at, she looked at Will Smith and she said everything she needed Daggers, to say to him bro. Daggers. without fucking saying a goddamn word. Daggers. She looked at Will Smith while Will Smith was laughing yep. and Will looked over probably to see if she was laughing with him. And she went, <laughs> you got, and she basically said, you're going to let this motherfucker clown me Daggers. clown my hair. In front of everybody, daggers, and Will Smith went from <laughs> to. <laughs> That's literally what happened, man. Fuck, bro. Crazy as hell. Yeah, crazy as hell. It's time for tech support. Patreon.com/slash/LikeTV. If you got questions for us, ten bucks a month gets you uh, that and some other stuff eventually. We got a couple more minutes here. Let's see what we can get through. Um, time tricks. Do you guys have a spreadsheet somewhere? Or do you know of someone who has recorded all the answer questions on the podcast? No, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, Alexa, favorite trip you have ever went on? Some sick part of me enjoyed the trip to anaheim where we got stuck in fucking maine well i mean going through wasn't the best but no, i guess at the time back, but in, it was in, an adventure right and in, in hindsight you gotta you gotta fucking laugh about it right i i don't know yeah i don't know anymore about you know 
uh, about that. Uh, I'm sure you've enjoyed your uh, Celine Dion man cry. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> I, I would say I would say a Vegas trip for sure. It's probably been one of my well, I had I had a I had a re- really fun trip with Kayla to Dominican um, as well back in like 2014 when I took uh, my mom my sister. That was a lot of fun too. And my dad actually was was there as well with his wife at a different resort, and we all kind of met up one day. Um, that was a good time. Uh, I do need to use the bathroom though, so yeah, go you, for it. Uh, I'll answer. Yeah. I can answer this question. Actually, you know what? I'll just hold it. I'll hold yeah, it. Yeah, you only got you only got five minutes. Done. Yeah. Uh, I've had my PC for this comes from A Dan. I've had my PC for ten years. Over that time, I've upgraded the parts, putting in new RAM here, swapping out the graphics card there. As of today, none of the original parts remain. Um, they've all been changed at one point or another over the last 10 years. Is this uh, still the same PC? No. No. Uh, everyone different. has a different def- a definition of a new PC. For me, it's when you motherboard swap. Uh, new chipset, that's a new PC. Everything else is, is just upgrades. Uh... <laughs> Seth, just spent a good half hour behind my desk at my new office with a bunch of Velcro ties. How important is cable management to you? Mr. Black, how important is cable man- <laughs> Cable and management aren't even in the same sentence. No. Uh no. when it comes to me. I'm a, I'm no. just going to keep it on it. I'm I'm somebody that would like to be better about it, but I and I'll start and I'll I'll do like an okay job, but I'm not one of the free people that like start buying yeah, extension no. cords and stuff so that I can like route it specifically and fuck it. No. No. Um Arcades, this comes from Super Comic Guru. Arcades growing up were a blast. What was the hardest arcade game you remember? That's that's fucking Battletoads, without question. Yeah, Battletoads or Battle Axe, one yeah. of, like those types of games. Contra, very, yeah. very tough. Fucking fuck the fuck the surfboard whatever level in Battletoads. That stupid one where like you're jumping over obstacles. Um out of curiosity, this comes from, from Val, uh, Valkus. Uh, out of curiosity, how many, how much time do you spend thinking on or dealing with financial matters in the run of a day, week, or month? A lot. The answer is yes. Uh, uh, too a lot. much, honestly. Yeah, probably can I'm, try and condense. I'm borderline it. obsessive, so <laughs> it's, I would say I would say like bare minimum, fifteen twenty hours a week. Uh, that's, it's, it's a lot. Elio, uh, I asked this question a year ago and I'm doing it again. Is there a chance you guys come together for the podcast again in the near future? Like in the same room again? Yeah, probably in the future. More specifically, if it was going to happen, it will happen after I'm no longer living here with my parents, and my grandmother. Um, where, um, Neil Pring, what is your spirit animal? What is their personality and which celebrity actor would give them a voice? Spirit animal. Spirit animal. Uh, I don't even fucking, I don't even fucking know. You know what? Just to make it easy, it's a donkey and it's being voiced by Eddie Murphy. Because that's go. what he already did. I'm taking it, I'm taking that rope. Because look at me. It's definitely, my spirit animal is definitely an ass. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh... Hmm. I'm gonna go with a hyena. Hmm. Okay. Who's voicing it? Voiced by um. Mm. 
Chris Tucker. <laughs> uh huh. and Chris Tucker's a good fucking combo. That's a hell of a fucking combo. Um. All right, we got time for two very short ones. Coyote conundrum. Fuck Mary Kill. Don't air poutine. Bellsburger. Oh man, I haven't had a Bellsburger oh, in a hot man. minute. All right, so I am killing. I am killing a poutine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am marrying. Um, I'm marrying a donair. Okay. And I am. <sighs> That's a tough one. Ah. I'm with you. you know I'm what? with you on I'm the gonna poutine. Marry, I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry the burger, and I'm gonna yeah. fuck the donair because That's a donair is one of those things where you know you if you don't want to eat it every day. No. But you sometimes you want to go deep inside it, you know, and leave them nuts hanging out. So That's right. You know, we'll fuck on the odd time when my, you know, I would never do that now with my stomach issues, but, uh, <laughs> uh bur- burger, I can marry a burger. You know what I'm saying? Cause Absolutely. like, you know, and a poutine, you know, I like poutines, but I'm very specific on my poutine. You know, the, it most really has to be bad. Like yeah. most are just bad. They're just not good. Either the yeah. gravy ain't right. The treat uh, ain't proper cheese curds, the fries, you know, they're not like thick, nice, crispy fries. Um, it's going to be super fucking fresh, too. Like, you yeah. you have, like, a five-minute window yeah. to, eat a, to eat a poutine before the cheese, it like, to, it solidifies. Needs to when I open that bitch up, I still need to see steam coming off that fucking It, it needs to be hot enough that I might regret putting the first fork in my mouth. Is essentially yeah. what, what it comes down to. Last one. J. Kim, hit me up with the sound of, of The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, randomly promoting his brand right after Will Smith hit Chris Rock. Uh, <laughs> if you if you want the number one energy, <laughs> so you can smack the shit out of somebody, get yourself Zoa energy. <laughs> no, threw the eyebrow in. I know that that's a video play. It doesn't work on it doesn't work on oh, the audio. But you know, yeah. I'll say it. He threw the he threw the eyebrow up. He got Sometimes it in there. Do that. There Sometimes you go. You do that. Ten out of ten. Ladies and gentlemen, just just one minute past Mr. Black's bedtime. It's time to end this podcast. Thank you for stopping by and watching or listening to the show. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week for some more Tech Delphi podcast. Until then, stay safe out there and keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Peace. Peace.